This meeting is being recorded. Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, the Mug, your co-host, the Pope, and the Modler is with us as well. And of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2022 AFL and NRL season. And that NRL season, Pope, is finally into the finals. Yep, sun's up early, Mug, but um, NRL is just hitting final time, so we're on the home straight now. It's taken it's taken a while to hit the straight, but uh, we're there finally, and excitement goes up a notch or two come the first week, as you know, Mug. Absolutely, and uh, Modler, we had a very exciting week of AFL finals. You certainly did. I was lucky enough to do a bit of a FIFO mission up to Brisbane on Thursday, uh, so I caught the Lions-Tigers game. Uh, yeah, cracking game to, to kick off the finals and, and the rest of the games didn't disappoint either. Mate, what was it like? I, I've not been to a, a game, a cricket game or an AFL game actually at the Gabba and you're obviously there with a full house with 15 lead changes, big final. What's the atmosphere like for our listeners as well? I'm, you know, Probably a lot of our listeners haven't experienced that as well. Talk to the listeners about what it's like there at a rocking Gabba. Yeah, it was great. I was speaking to a few of the locals there and they were saying that um, that the Richmond supporters up there were, were sort of more up and about and boisterous than you get at a, at a typical Lions game. And, and then you add the Lions, you know, supporters on top of that. So it was a, yeah, it was a cracking game. I think they got about 35,000 there, but it's sort of, uh, yeah, it's sort of, you know, was comparable to a, to a nice old, uh, you know, full game at the G as well. Yeah, 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 I'm sure you get that uh, that big atmosphere. And uh, not to be uh, outdone in the NRL, I mean, from what I could see, we had some pretty close games over there as well. Yes, we did, Mug, but a lot of them were rather meaningless. It wasn't the highest quality football we'll ever see. So it wasn't anything close to we saw in the AFL over the weekend. And I think while we're at it, I think this podcast... We are a family on this podcast. I think we have to acknowledge we've been a critic of Gary Rowan over the journey. So we must say as a Barefoot Punter podcast, congratulations to Gary. Stood up when it mattered, flew in the face of the critics, and we were one. So sometimes you just got to put your hand up, Mug. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, myself and and in particular, Logical. Logical <laughs> is, a, is a big, uh, is a big uh, against uh, Rowan man. Donuts Rowan, uh, he's often been called in our circles. And um, well, I was actually just saying before that we came on air, Pope, I was there. And, you know, I think when you're at the ground, um, you don't have the commentators in your ear. You're just watching with your own eyes. And, um, and maybe I missed a few of Jeremy Cameron's goal assists so maybe I didn't see all the all the work that he was doing um, and he did kick, kick a lucky goal from well not a lucky goal but he kicked a goal from the boundary I, I, I thought Rowan to the naked eye was the most um, important forward on the ground um, from the naked eye but um, but yeah I did see on the stats board that uh, Jeremy Cameron's had I think 17 possessions 12 score involvements and also three goals so you obviously make a case for him. But, yeah, just the naked eye, the eye test, which I think sometimes is the best test. Uh, I thought Rowan was fantastic um, and uh, and a really good player. Great atmosphere there, Pope. Like, I know they've sort of spoken about it on the footy shows and all that sort of stuff, but to be there and a bit of cloud cover, 
Um, cans at the footy, which I, how good is that? You can buy a can at the footy, uh, these days, which is, uh, which is good. So, um, yeah, it was fantastic just to sit there in the outer and have a, have a can and watch that game of footy. It was, it was really special. And I, I tell you what, boys, I, I really enjoyed that, but I, I reckon probably my favorite game was actually the Sydney Melbourne game, maybe because we're, you know, against the tide there a little bit from a betting perspective and, uh, and the Swans were able to get up and uh, I felt like we read that one pretty well, but gee, just the, just the hard contest and yeah, geez, that's just so, so good to watch uh, when, when two teams are just going absolutely hell for leather at each other. I, 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 that that was my, I would have ranked Swans best game um, Geelong uh, the second game and, um, and then, um, and then the Tigers game probably behind that and the Freo game after that. So um, love those tight contests. Uh, it, was, it was great to see. Yeah, un- unreal weekend in general. Yeah, it was really, really, really great. Um, so, uh, boys, speaking of the weekend, let's go back for the punters and just have a bit of betting review. And uh, I'm going to go to you first again, Modler, because you have put another ridiculous set together for NRL and AFL punting. Five out of five again, Modler. And um, I was just, we were just talking off air. Like the Modler has absolutely been burning for about the last eight to 10 weeks. And in terms of a pot over that sort of last 10 weeks, Modler, don't be, uh, don't be modest. What have you been running at for about the last 10 weeks? Yeah, I looked at, uh, I looked at league before and it's, it's doing sort of upwards of 20% over the last 10 or 11 weeks. Um, It's just sort of, yeah, I'll be the first to say like the first half of the season was, wasn't, too flat shot, but it's uh, you know it's it's come home strong in you know come finals time as as all good teams should. Mate, congratulations! That's a, that's a fantastic back half of the year uh, for yourself, mate. So congratulations, and talk us through your bets from the weekend. Yeah, start with league. So kicked off uh, nicely on the Thursday, I think it was, with Para getting the chocolates over Storm. I think I tipped up the thirteen plus, but Storm got a couple of late ones there to to blow that out. But they still happened to win. At odds at the time, they were 202. Um, and then uh, the one after that was Roosters. Uh, they got it done nicely against the Rabbitohs. Uh, and then the Titans beat the Warriors. Warriors doing Warriors thing and things and losing the unlosable. But um, yeah, the bank balance doesn't mind that one. So definitely take that. That's a good one. And finally, yeah, St. George over the uh, Broncos. Um, yeah, to round off, yeah, the four from four in the league. Um, all, I think. Three of those four at odds too. So happy, happy with those ones. And then yeah, just to round it off, the uh, the Swannies, as we've mentioned, against the uh, against the D's on the Friday night, was it? I think it was flying. So I think it was the Friday night, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, to round off the um, the clean sweep there, mate. Absolutely uh, fantastic set. Uh, Statsman um, was putting up the Swans a half stake on the head to head as well. So he would have been happy with that. And uh, he was keen on the pies at the line as well. So. A good weekend on the AFL for the Statsman. Um, maybe not so good for some of the uh, futures finals uh, betting. Um, Richmond obviously out. Uh, Presti doing his hammy. Short obviously out of the contest as well. Um, so we're only really still alive with Brayshaw most disposals. Um, we're out with Dunkley Garriers and uh, at 100, 100, $101 and uh, all of us still alive in Garriers at $11. So they're still the two runners that we have left in those finals futures. So, you know, Oliver will still be a really, really strong go um, for that uh, disposal. And if Brayshaw can pull his socks up and, and have a good couple of games, then, then you never know. Um, 
Uh, for myself, um, a bit the same as, as Statsman and, and Modiles, Swans and Pies. Um, so happy to take those two. Um, I did have a lean to, to Brisbane uh, by the point, but would remember I didn't take it. And, um, and I had a probably a head-to-head lean on, on Frio, but I, I, I didn't take it. Um, and, uh, and I would have been very thankful that I didn't at 42 to uh, one or whatever, <laughs> whatever it was, but they managed to come back and, and win. So, um, so, you know, nice to get back in the winner's circle. I think Pope still a tough week. Um, didn't quite get the chocolates for yourself, mate. Run us through it. Yeah. I'm, I'm more your Brisbane Broncos Carlton type performer at the moment. Mug falling off the cliff rapidly. I was two for five. So the first two games were what the modeler touched on. I was stormed to modeler's power and a little bit unlucky. Jerome Hughes was a withdrawal there from Tuesday night to the Thursday game. I was on the rabbits who got done by the roosters. And then we had a couple of wins like the Broncos as well. And the Cowboys covered that big line against the starless Penrith. And then um, despite Canberra resting players in that line going from 12 and a half to about six and a half mug on Sunday afternoon, West Tigers got walloped and I was, uh, I said plus 12 and a half was a bet. So two for five from me. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a bit stiff on that last one. Got the, uh, got the right line, uh, but didn't get the uh, chocolates. One thing I would say Pope uh, that we put in the uh, email out to the listeners was just those uh, anytime try scorers. So I don't think Fafita got one, but, uh, but your man Bo for more. Uh, got one so uh, hopefully the uh, the punters were paying attention to that one and were able to just slide that into a couple of uh, SGMs or or I think they were a decent price those boys you might have even been able to take those as singles as well so um, mate you can put put uh, put that one on your list as well um, for charity boys it was our best weekend for charity so far we went at 100% pot uh, we were on the swans uh, $80 we're uh, for the line we're on the swans 20 bucks head to head we're on St. George, $60 at the line and another 40 bucks head to head. So uh, we managed to pick up a couple of hundred there uh, for, uh, for charity, which, uh, which puts the uh, charity bet. Uh, yeah, we've, we've wagered $1,400 and we've turned uh, $335.94 profit. So running at 24% pot uh, so far for the charity bets uh, for the year. So that's um that's great, and we got a couple more weeks to go, and uh, who knows, we might even throw in some brown lows and so forth uh, as we uh, as we get a bit uh, towards the end and try and try and get that up around the five hundred, maybe even seven fifty or a thousand as we uh, we get to uh, towards the end of the year. So, if you've been paying attention to the charity bets, hopefully uh, you're having a win along the way as well. Um, boys, was there any bad beats out there over the weekend? Yeah, a couple of one-point games in meaningless affairs in the NRL mugs, but the, the one that um, mathematically probably doesn't quite add up really, and uh, Modler touched on this one briefly, was Warriors up 26-12 with about six minutes to play, I reckon it was. Six minutes to play, somehow three scores, two converted tries, and a penalty goal in that final six minutes, send it to Golden Point, and then they kick a field goal and Golden Point to win it. So I... I probably didn't think that was possible to be able to score that many points in that length of time. So that is a bad bait if you're on the Warriors at a short price, which, to be frank, Mug, not many of us would have been. Um, and uh, in-game trading, Pope, what are we sitting at there with, with you know, six minutes to go? You need what? You know, how many points was it? 16, 18 points required? Yeah, four, 
14 to tie it up, it was. Yeah. What's that trading at with about six minutes to go? Oh, like in true price is probably, you know, taking into account it is the Warriors, it's probably still 200 to one, something like that. <laughs> That's just beautiful, isn't it? Oh, oh my God. Absolutely sickening. Um, but probably, probably it, it warranted those two teams finishing the year on that note, something, something wild and woolly to finish the year, probably um, typified both their seasons. So it was fitting in some respects. Yeah. Um, and uh, anything from your perspective, Mother? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go a bit close to home uh, for mine. The Knights, I think the game started about 18 and a half. <clears throat> 18 and a half, sorry, excuse me. Um, with a minute to go, I think Matt Croker gives away a penalty and gets sent off uh, for his struggles. Um, they were still up by, I think, 16 or 14 at this stage, the Sharks. So not still looking to cover, but yeah. Give away the penalty, uh, kick the touch, gets him close to the line, and then um, I think it was Lockheed Miller crosses the line with about 30 seconds to go to, to blow the uh, the Knights plus out of the water. So it was nice of them to, uh, yeah, just sink a little boot in to, to top off the year that they've given me. <laughs> what, uh, what, what's your number one for AFL mug for the weekend? Because there's a few to choose from. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I, I still think that that Richmond game, like, I know everyone's gone on about the point, but you know, if Tom Lynch just kicks the goal, there's no problems. And I mean, he's, he's a, what's the word Gary Lyon likes to use all the time, a, a recidivist. Is that the right word? He has done that so many times this year, Tom Lynch, he's been snapping, he's kicked the ball on the wrong side of the ball. He's kicked it out on the full. He's, he's done. He's just missed the whole side of the barn uh, plenty of times. And this time um, the, the issue was here, Pope, like, Process broke down. So he's kicked the goal. Umpires called goal. And then I still haven't seen an angle on Twitter or, or whatever that would make me think that that ball hasn't gone over the top of the post as the, um, I think as has been described, like I, how do you even tell if a ball's gone over the, like from the arc, if a ball's gone over the post, they're just making that up and, um, and they're making it up off Lynch's reaction. And um They've obviously just decided in the arc that oh the umpires made a mistake there, based on how the umpire uh, how the players have reacted. So let's actually go against the process and just make up a rule to try and get the right outcome. Uh, so you could maybe be a bit stiff. I mean, I still go back to it. Lynch just should have kicked the goal more convincingly. Um, uh, you know, I used to play cricket with someone and you get hit on the pad and you complain about the LB and he'd, he'd often, and, and my coach would often say, well, mate, if you had to hit it in the middle of your bat, you wouldn't have had a problem, would you? So take matters, it's the old Dana White, you know, don't leave it in the hands of the judges, put it through the middle and then there's no doubt. Um, but um, so, yeah, he should have kicked the goal. But then in the goal square, that was absolute ha- defensive howler uh, that they were able to have, four or five guys in the goal square, all of them miss it. And then the ball spills through um, to, of all people, Joe Danaher has had a shocking game, but Bob's up to kick the, uh, kick the winner. So um, bad beat Richmond. Yeah. They, they should have won that game um, Pope. So bad beat. I think Um, total points, Melbourne, Sydney, I reckon, I I think that number was around low one seventies and uh, 18 points in the last quarter Pope. And she's pulled up a little bit short at the one seventy. So depending on where you sat uh, on that uh, totals line, you might be a bit stiff. 
But I think the one for the weekend, if you are a doggies linebacker and uh, you're at 40 odd uh, to single figures up at, uh, you know, halfway through or, or, or early into that second quarter, and uh, you find a way not to cover, you know, 9, 10, 12, whatever that number was, and the end margin is 13, I think you could feel a little bit stiff that that was a bad beat, Pope. Yeah, what a great mug here. Rightfully, probably Sunday evening, had a few beers. One of the few times you can probably say, I can turn off the TV, go to bed, knowing my plus bet has comfortably covered. So might have been a few rude shocks Sunday mornings for a few punters. <laughs> yeah, heavy heavy conditions as well. So, you know, they've, they've t- turned the tide in the wet too. Um, yeah, shocking, absolutely shocking. But uh, anyway, enough tomfoolery, boys. Are we ready to talk some footy? Let's, Let's do, do it, Mark. All righty. You want to serve them up for us, Pope? I certainly do. We go to Friday night in the semi-finals, week two. The AFL, the Demons take on the Lions. Line is 18.5, totals in for 165.5, and, and the Demons are $1.35 favourites, mug. Yeah, I thought uh, initially, and I was having a bit of uh, backward and forward with a couple of guys on Twitter, and I thought that initially I'd probably want to be with Melbourne, but um, after doing my numbers... Um, I just don't have the market that wide, Pope. And and Brisbane, I know they lose the big O, but they get a couple of good players back. Modlet will talk to in a second. Before players, I've got my number at 15. Uh, after players with ins and outs, I'm at 13. I have a feeling, Pope, that um, just based on recent history, that uh, that line is going to get bet up a little bit. So no hurry by any stretch uh, to come into the uh, Brisbane number. Um, but, um, mate, I think that line's going to get a little bit out of control. And as much as I'm very nervous about it, I think I'm going to have to be with Brisbane. Before I go to the model mug, do you factor Petrarca maybe not been 100% fit into any of that? Yeah, I actually haven't, Pope. So, there's, so I mean, there's there's a bit of upside on, on my numbers to that as well. Um, so there's probably a little bit of extra fat on top of that. I I, I I haven't calculated that in. Um, so, yeah, and, and that's probably another reason why, you know, I probably feel uh, more strongly about that um, than perhaps what I would normally. Yeah, like it. Mug swimming against the tide there. So there's one for the listeners to start with. Uh, Modlo, can we find the much sought after consensus here? No, I'm going to sit this one out, I think. Yeah, as, uh, as Mug alluded to, big Oscars out for... Uh, the Lions and Rainer and Ainsworth look in. Um, I've kept Petrarca in. It's, it seems more likely than not he's going to play. Um, but yeah, as it stands, I've got Brisbane about a dollar, th- uh, sorry, Melbourne a dollar 36. So just over the market there. And yeah, no bet for me at the moment. Shoulder arms from Mother on that one. Uh, take the new ball here, Mother. Pies v Frio at the MCG on. Saturday afternoon, and while I'm padding to uh, let the app load, Collingwood are dollar forty-eight favourites. The line is twelve and a half. Modler. Yeah, I'm uh, liking Freo here at the moment. Obviously, Pies lose Adams. Uh, they're losing for the rest of the final series. Um, 
And yeah, with him out, it's it's made Freo about two fifty ish, so into the two sixty five there. Um, yeah, decent amount of uh, of upside there. And yeah, Fife, Fife obviously not uh, not playing last week. If there's a slight chance he comes in this week, then then even more upside for the model there. So yeah, liking Freo a little bit there at the moment, and uh, yeah, hopefully for for the model at least Fife does come in. Very much an outsider's perspective, Mother, but uh, the way Pies games pan out, so it doesn't feel like a bad side to be on. Uh, Mug, do you concur with the Mother here? I, I I lean the same way as the Mother. I um, I'm pretty I, I pretty much rate these uh, teams pretty similar, and uh, and then with um, uh, with home ground advantage, um, you know, up around the t- 10, 12 points. I'm pretty close to where the market's at. I'm sitting at uh, after Adam's going out. And I probably, Modler, ordinarily, I'd probably rate him a little bit higher, like around that sort of three, three and a half, four mark. But I've only marked him as a two-point player, you know, from the weekend, just because he probably wasn't at full capacity. And if he, he, he probably wasn't going to, uh, yeah. So I, I've, I've marked his rating down a little bit as well. Um okay. So I, I come out at a 10 Pope, which is uh, under the line at the moment. So if anything, I, I favor Frio, um, you know, every, everything about in your fibers about these two games sort of, you know, you, you, you think that the two stronger teams should get the business done uh, the two top fours, but I don't know. I just wouldn't be surprised if one of these teams, um, manages to get it done. And um, I think to that point, Pope, um, you know, Toppy and I'm sure Tristan uh, wouldn't mind me saying that they, they keep their premiership markets uh, pretty tight, <laughs> but, uh, but I was having a glance. I think Brisbane is around about 21, but um, I think over at Betfair, you can get up around the thirties at the moment for Brisbane. And I just think that's got to be a little tickle. You know, if you do your maths, correctly over the next three games like i just think that number i'm not sure that number can be 30 so um yeah i I think i think you've just got to have a little small um if maybe if you don't want to back brisbane in the game um maybe you can back them um for that premiership uh price and have a play around with that after the fact yep makes a lot of sense mug uh anything else for you question without notice anything else around premiership betting or Brownlow even that you've seen this week? Yeah, probably probably the only other one um, is, uh, and I've, I've sort of, I've just had a look at a bit of the numbers on all of them. And again, I, I, as I say that, at Toppy, you've got uh, got those numbers pretty pretty tight on the premiership. Um, so it's, it's probably hard to come into any of those numbers. But I, I did see some 11 or 12 uh, floating around on the pies on the fair. I think if you can get up around those numbers, um, the pies uh, probably represent some value. Outside of that, struggling uh, to see too much from a premiership uh, perspective, Pope. Yeah. Uh, nice a couple of bets or at least lens there from both the boys. So uh, it's good for our listeners with only two games this week, Mark. Well, uh, mate, where we have four games is in the NRL. So let's get over and uh, talk about that. Um, some fantastic matchups uh, to get us going. So let's talk through all of them and uh, get you boys feel uh, for this weekend. Uh, we kick off on the Friday night. So we're without the Thursday night footy. That's uh, one thing that I've, I've really looked forward to this year with no AFL is the NRL Thursday night, but no Thursday night for this week uh, with finals. Uh, but we skip to the Friday Pope and uh, it's the Penrith 
Panthers taking on the Eels. Uh, Panthers, $1.39, Eels, $3.05, and we have eight flat here. What side are we on, Pope? Yeah, when this first went up and saw the number, I really thought it would be on Parramatta here. Mug, just the, the way they've been playing the last few weeks has been quite compelling. Um, but the more I've given it thought after the team's been named today of jump ship and I want Penrith here. I think the recency or in Penrith's case, the lack of a sample of seeing everyone play together has probably seen this market maybe start to go a bit too far. It is still a home game, a, a genuine home game at Bluebet Stadium for Penrith, uh, which is an important fact because from here on in, They'll have to start playing at uh, bigger venues, mug. So I have the separation between these two at full strength bigger, and I can see Penrith uh, putting the foot down here and winning comfortably. I'd, I'd even go a step further and look at a big alternate here, maybe a not minus 19 and a half or something. I think if things get away from para, uh, Penrith can go on with this one. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's uh, that's a strong lean from yourself, Pope. And what do you mark that home ground advantage at in terms of a points number here, Pope? Two and a half, I'll give it. And that's with minimal travel for Parramatta. So that, that's purely, I guess, home home crowd advantage is probably yep. more the number. Yep. As much as anything, the uniqueness of the venue, I'd, I'd give it two and a half points there. Um, that would obviously be bigger for the travelling team as well. Yep. Okay. Thanks, mate. Modler, can we line up? Uh, not at this stage, no. I'm, I'm a bit the same as Pope. I thought I'd be uh, on para. I think the model sort of, uh, you know, opposed Penrith at the price most of this year. But, yeah, with the, I think it's just a lazy 15 ins that Penrith have this week. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's managed to, to put it right in the middle of the market there. I've got Penrith $1.45 and, and para three twenty. So So as it stands, yeah, no bet for me at the moment. And um, I know uh, what's what's the the vital. I think it's you can't have more than five ins and outs uh, in the AFL. I think that was Robert Walls's old saying, um, and that's what twenty five percent of your team. Uh, what's the metric in NRL if you've got fifteen? <laughs> in? Well, so I think we'll, we'll find out on Friday night. I think. Yeah, I think it's enough to make computers blow up, Mug. Yeah, I think so. Uh, next one up, boys. Uh, our Melbourne Storm are hosting the Raiders. The Raiders aren't a finals team, are they, boys? Uh, Melbourne Storm are $1.43, Raiders $2.85. The line is eight and a half, and uh, $1.95, the strong side or the uh, the, the fatter side for, uh, for, for value. Eight and a half, the Storm, and uh, Raiders is $1.85. So, um, boys, how do we see it? Big cross to make the eight most of the year, Raiders, but here they are. Mark, one thing they do have in this game is a very good record at Amy against the Storm. So that's, uh, I know we had a podcast earlier in the year that history plays minimal, but I think this is relatively relevant in a game of this nature that for some reason they do travel to Melbourne and perform. I lean, uh, being the operative word, Canberra in this one. I, I think when you break down the form, Melbourne's isn't overly impressive for a fair while now, and even their better performance in recent times, in hindsight, you can put a couple of asterisks next to it. Primarily the Broncos win. That turned out to be, um, can't read too much in that way, Broncos were. But looks good on paper, that team, Melbourne mug, but uh, they are carrying a few huge miss last week. I think it's well documented. It's coming back at less than 100%. There's a few queries around Munster. I have to be with the points in this game, and plus eight and a half in a final is enough to have me siding with the Raiders. 
Yep. And uh, big final, uh, Pope, and if I'm not mistaken, the Storm games have been pretty low scoring uh, of recent times, and I'm sure they'll dial up their defensive efforts uh, for this final. The 42 and a half, I know you've spoken about Amy being a high scoring venue, but is there anything in there for us? Yeah, there is. It's a good call, Margo. I, um, you are right in all facets. I do like the overs at Amy usually, but this one does look a big number to me, all, all things factored in. Um, I think this game had 35 points in an afternoon earlier in the year, so um, the 42 does look big. I think there's some weather around Melbourne across the weekend too, so I think that is a bet also. Yep. Okay, so we're on the under there? Yeah, we are. Yep. Yep. Plus okay. and under. Nice right. combination. Okay. Um, Modda? I'm going to oppose Pope here. I'm actually liking Storm. Um, yeah, I've got yeah, obviously Hughes back in and, and a few other named ins um, this afternoon as well. I've got them about a dollar thirty-five, so yeah, ties in quite nicely to dollar forty-three. They're a toppy at the moment, so yeah, can get involved at the head-to-head and the, and the line yep. at that price. Okay, all right, very good, Modler. Um, and Modler, I, I don't know if we've asked you this throughout the year. Does your model um, spit out a score, like an actual total game score? No, no, it's it's it models the the uh, I guess the margin of the game and it, and it assigns a probability to every possible margin if you like. So it doesn't doesn't factor in. Yeah, it can't sort of predict total points at the moment. And it's something I might try and sort of tweak in the off season to to allow for that. But yeah, so so just margins at the moment, and obviously head to head falls yep. outside of that as well. Yep. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, Next one, boys. Uh, this is Saturday night and uh, should be a great watch. Uh, the Sharks uh, hosting the Cowboys. Uh, $1.70 the Sharks, two fifteen dollars the Cows. So pretty tight uh, betting contest this one. Two and a half either way. Mother, would you like to take the new ball here? Yeah, I will. Uh, not much not much action with the new ball at this stage. So only just like in Cronulla at a dollar. 69. No, it doesn't look like there's any significant ins or outs for either team. So, um, yeah, probably not going to play into this one. Uh, yeah, I'll leave it for the keeper. Hope, can we find a bet? Pretty similar analysis to Modler. I side marginally with the Sharks in this one, Mug. I um, lean the smallest of leans as opposed to a bet. So, I'll, I'll say no bet, but um, a lot at play here too. Like, it's Common consensus, the loser in this one is a real candidate for straight sets going out the back door and, and they'll probably start outsiders the following week, the loser here. So a lot of play that the home ground advantage at Cronulla in the Shire is just enough for me to side with the Sharks here, but it's only a lean at best. It's a quite intriguing game, this one. Okay, so uh, boys both shouldering arms uh, to the third game. And the fourth and final game, uh, we've got the replay uh, from last week. We've got City Roosters hosting the Rabbits. And um, market seems to think that uh, Sydney can turn things around somewhat by the uh, the look of that. Um, they're still outsiders, but I thought they might have been a little bit bigger than that. Roosters, $1.57, $2.40 the Rabbits. Um, four and a half the line, boys. Pope, maybe talk to us a little bit about that because we ended up with a few points between them on the weekend, yet that market still appears fairly tight to me. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, no, your analysis is good, Mug, but the layer beneath is a, a fair bit of player movement in this game from okay. last week. So Cook and Graham come back for South, big ends, and 
in really in practice, Cameron Murray comes back to he got knocked out in the first tackle of the game on the weekend, and he's huge for them. So he comes back in, and then on the conversely on the other side, Roosters are missing Joey Manu, who's out for the year. So that centres combination looks. Um, skinny. That looks very that, average. That, that's a huge player swing, Pope. Uh, based off all yeah. of that, maybe it should should be even tighter, closer together. Yeah, yeah, really intriguing. They're, they've won eight in a row, I think, the Roosters, so their form holds up um, and the market's respecting that, but I make South a bet here that with all that player movement, um, I think, too, you, you can probably, I think they take more away from last week than what the Roosters do. They can probably identify the loss um, areas to improve on there. So I really like Souths in this game. Um, another better like here, uh, Mug, is something I don't speak to often. It's halftime, full-time. A uh, little bit speculative, but at the price, Roosters lead at halftime, Souths to win at $9.50. Um, I think I can see Roosters coming out hard and Souths running over the top of them. So that bet, I don't mind. Wow, wait, Pope, really? Uh, yeah. Bit of Jaya Saria flaying that one over the, uh, the down to the third man region for six. That's really loosening the shoulders. Um, well, mate, that's um, that's that's a good one for uh, for the listeners. Take note of that, um, Modler. You were all about the Roosters last week, but a lot of player and and not just player movement. That's significant player movement. Cook, Murray, Manu, who's been very important for them this year. I'll be interested to hear what the model's doing. Can we line up? Yeah, we are going to line up. It's, uh, the model's jumped right off the roosters this week. Um, yeah, with uh, those ins for Souths and outs for uh, the roosters, um, it's got it quite close to pick them. It's got Souths 210, so into the 240 there. Definitely keen to, to get involved in Souths. Um, I note that Cam Murray's uh, got to go through protocols um, before he does line up. Hopefully... Uh, for for his sake, he does, um, and yeah, probably a bit of a watch to make sure he does. But uh, as it stands, yeah, definitely keen on him. Yeah. Okay. Excellent, mate. Oh, well, that's uh, that's great. So a uh, a consensus bet there for the boys to round out the first week of finals in the NRL with um, Souths to get the job done over the Roosters at odds. So that's uh, that's a great one for the listeners. And Pope, just to finish off. Um, we need to speak uh, to Tristan at uh, Top Sport and see if we can get a few of these markets up. But I know when they do come up, um, you are keen to perhaps just have a look at some uh, try scorers for the final series. Is that right? Yeah, it's a, it's a market that um, does come out usually at this time of year, top finals try scorers, similar to what Statsman talked to for AFL series last week, uh, final series last week, Mark. Um a couple others are up with it. There's a couple of bets there. I think it's worth um, punters and listeners keeping in mind here to if it does go up. With And this is all based on, on expectancy. So um, it all stems from this Roosters South game. Again, I think out there you can get Alex Johnson top final try score of $15. Um, we all know what Alex can do, Mug, when it comes to crossing the stripe. And as, as I touched on, if they beat the Roosters this week, they're probably going to start favourites in week two. Then they got a third game of the finals, and that might just be enough for Alex. At $15, I think it's a really attractive price. Alternatively, if you like the Roosters, Mug, same theory in that game. They'll start favourites in week two. Therefore, their match expectancy is quite high for the final series yep. to get to a third week. And Joseph Swaley at $21, I think, is a bet. So 
probably a dual approach there, Johnson and Swali at the price. I think it's worth a bet in top finals try scorer. Yep. Okay, mate. I really, uh, really like the sound of that. Um, that's uh, that's fantastic, Pope. And thank you uh, for putting that one up uh, for the listeners. And uh, boys, before we wrap up, I, I guess just another thing that we need to uh, to put up for the listeners, and uh, and that's our charity bets. So I think in AFL model, we're probably a little bit split. We've you've got a lean uh, to Freo, uh, or you've got a bet for Freo rather. I've got a lean. I've got uh, most likely a bet for Brisbane. You've got a lean. Maybe we just take uh, 50 at the line for each. Uh, what's your thoughts there? We'll head you Yeah, that sounds good to me. That was going to be my suggestion. Yeah. Um, we'll go 50 um, at the line there on each of those uh, outsiders. And, uh, and boys, uh, in terms of spending our money, uh, I think we're in consensus uh, with the Souths. It's probably just how do we want to spend it? Um, are we going to go 50-50 uh, line head-to-head? Do we go all... All on the head-to-head. How, how do you bet here? Yeah, true, true. All aboard the Rabbitohs here, the whole 100 mug. I think maybe 60-40. We'll just ensure oh. we get a profit. We get a profit out of the line, and four and a half is attractive enough. Um, in a Modler, and then, Modler, how, how are you betting here, Modler? If, this, if, this is, if you've got 100 bucks to play with, then I know you probably at least chuck another zero on when you're uh, putting these bets down, but... Um, but mate, if you're betting here, are you all head to head here, or are we are we a bit line? No, um, I'd probably uh, actually follow a bit of the Pope's playbook there and go something like sixty forty. Oh, to, okay. to be quite yeah. frank, yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we go hundred head to head, and they lose by two. This yeah. the tone of this right. podcast will be very different next week, Mark. <laughs> so, uh, so sixty on the line and forty head to head. That's my. Uh, preferred conservative strategy mug if uh, more than okay. oh, no, we, we, we yeah, uh, we got the punters at home to think of and we got we got to raise money for charity here so let's uh, I'm happy with that so 50 on uh, Brisbane line 50 on the Frio line and then we've got 60 on the line for <coughs> uh, for the Souths and uh, 40 head-to-head for Souths um, I think we're uh, we're locked in there um, we probably didn't get our normal acknowledgement of our sponsor um, earlier in the program, Modler, um, but hopefully a few people stuck around to the end because Top Sport look after us and they do a fantastic job looking after the punters as well. They've been in the caper for over <coughs> 30 years and um, and uh, Tristan and the boys do, do, a, do a fantastic job. If you're not with Top Sport, get there topsport.com.au and of course, download the app. Boys, it's first week of NRL. It's a semi-final time in the AFL. It's all very exciting. Modler, as the five out of five uh, returning punter from last week, can you sign us off? Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win.